Hi, it's Chuck from Soaring the Sky, a glider pilot's podcast. Join us each week as we talk to glider pilots from all over the world as they share their story and their adventures in the air. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. I hope you join us soon on Soaring the Sky. So now 4,000 feet uh, speed, uh, 180 knots, 1W. Hi, it's Natalie Flygirl Kelly. Welcome to this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. On this episode, we're going to go back in time a little bit to a trip that Alyssa and I took to Atlanta for the Atlanta Aviation Social Event held by host Derek. He's the host of the Traffic Pattern Podcast. We had a great time. All these aviation lovers were there. We talked aviation. We did some fun things um, with some other people on the side by going shopping and eating out and it was way before all the masks came out on our faces and we were not quarantined at this point it was chilly too it was during the winter so kind of going back in time we're going to get christine's story christine is owner of one plane jane she is a pilot she runs an aviation apparel company she also teaches english in spain which is where she lives We like to say she flew all the way to Atlanta to meet us, even though that's probably not true. We'll just go with that. But she's got all kinds of things going on. She likes to hike. She was going to Nepal and all these fun things. So I think you're really going to enjoy getting to meet Christine of One Plane Jane. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Cockpits and Cocktails. Let us know if there's anything you would like to hear from us in the future. And make sure you listen to all the episodes because you probably missed some really good ones. I love introducing all these aviation people to to everyone out there, females in aviation. We can show what females can do in aviation and how great it is a hobby or as a profession. It's just a cool thing to get involved in. So, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails with Christine of One Plane Jane. Hey guys, it's Alyssa with Cockpits and Cocktails, and today we have Natalie Flygirl Kelly, and we have Christine here with us, and Christine is the owner of One Plane Jane. She's a pilot. Oh, you show your shirt. Oh, yeah. So, this <laughs> we're, we're repping some gear today. Yeah. Um, she is as well, um, and... Yeah, so we want to we want to hear your story and want to learn more about you. I'm not. Do you ever feel like you're cheating when you wear some other brand of clothes? A little bit. Because I do. <laughs> like if I leave the house, I'm like, oh, I gotta have something with fly roll. Yeah, I totally so feel like weird. I'm cheating on you today. And then I'm like, but it's a podcast for her specifically today. I know. But yeah. yeah, I totally feel like that because I'm an ambassador for you guys, mm-hmm. and and I'm friends yeah. with you, yeah. and I'm friends with, and, I, and once you're in the industry, you kind of have all these friends, right. right? And so you feel obligated to them. So I, I totally feel that. So yeah. how did how did yeah. you get involved in aviation first and foremost uh, I started throwing bags on planes <laughs> part-time in Columbus Ohio part-time job I thought I'd be with the company for six months and find another job and, and leave but I really liked it and I stuck with the company and decided to look into leadership positions and then while applying for leadership positions, I started flight lessons because a friend said, well, if you want to be a leader with the company, why don't you just learn how to fly the plane? Yeah. So that's how so I got started. So did you're you, a pilot. 
I am a yeah. pilot. Okay. Yeah. When, did, when did you become a pilot? It'll be five years ago uh, in May when I got my private. Awesome. Okay. Where so, did you do your training? In Columbus? Yeah, just south of Columbus, um, okay. Lancaster, Ohio. Okay. Yep. Okay. K-L-H-Q. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So I love these stories yeah. where, you know, obviously I, I'm not going to ask your age on camera or video or audio, but, uh, <laughs> all the things, but yeah. you know, it's like, it's crazy that we all started like that. That's something we all have in common. We didn't start it when we were 16. Yeah. Um, did you have anybody growing up that was a pilot or did you know anybody or did you ever think, Oh, I want to be a pilot one day? No. And it's funny because I grew up like maybe a mile or less from the Atlantic City Airport and not today's Atlantic City International Airport but Bader Field in Atlantic City okay. and I used to go for walks with my grandfather push my baby doll in her yeah. little pink stroller ah, yeah. and we'd watch the planes take off and land when you could walk up to the fence mm-hmm. but I never had it in my mind to be a pilot I knew I wanted to travel for work but in my high school actually had an airport at the time but I never connected the dots and mm. thought, well, mm-hmm. I could do that. Be a pilot, yeah, mm-hmm. as a job, yeah. So, so what yeah. do you do for your actual career? Because you're a private pilot, correct? Correct. Okay. So, yep. what do you do for your actual career? So, I, like I said, I was working for the airlines um, and was an in-flight manager and a ramp manager, and then I resigned um, a little over three years ago okay. because I wasn't able to transfer overseas. I fell in love and moved across the pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, my flight instructor actually did his retirement flight from Madrid to New York. And that's where Angel and I met oh, or reconnected. Okay. And okay. The rest is history there. So, so you already knew him? We met connected? when we were in Atlanta in mm. for training mm. um, a year prior, okay. but didn't really keep in touch. We exchanged contact info. Mm-hmm. Now, was he doing the same work as you, or was he doing something else training So, he's with TechOps. So, he's an aircraft maintenance technician who has about 20 hours of flight time. So, we're hoping to, to get him to finish his private okay. um, sooner rather than later. What's it? Yeah. So, is he trying to do that in Spain? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, it's much easier. Say, what, was, what would it be like in Spain? But yeah, to, we yeah. we both come back to Ohio to fly. Okay. Um, he's even got some some multi time already, um, okay. which awesome. is neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and general aviation is not really a thing in at least most of Western Europe. Certainly not in, in Spain so much. Mm-hmm. I am learning that light sport is happening, but certainly not with the community aspect that it is here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more legal aspects to it over there. Yeah, the regulations. It's very cost prohibitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I've heard that. Yeah. So tell me about, so you were talking about what you do right now. Yeah. So um, so I left the company and did what most Americans do overseas and started teaching English. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I've I've grown to love it because I teach privately. So my students come to my home and I developed my own curriculum so I was I'm able to incorporate what I've learned from aviation and from travel into the curriculum so it's like personal development and leadership Mm -hmm. embedded into the English classes Um, travel is so good for education being able to use those experiences that you've had to really relate things in a different way if you're not someone that's really stepped out and, and seeing different parts of the world it's sometimes yeah. hard yeah yeah so it's been fun and I actually just started um, freelancing for another company um, teaching English online to kids in China 
which wow. is fascinating just hmm. to learn how that platform works, how the education works. That's yeah, cool. It's fun. Huh. Yeah. Modern day boss babe. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got this one plain Jane. Tell me what yes. is that exactly? How did this all come to be? So one plain Jane sells products to empower women everywhere inspired by female aviators. I did not come up with it. My friend Angie did. Angie Kozik um, founded the company, oh, maybe about three years ago now. And I bought the company in March of this past year, March of 19. Okay. And um, we've got... Y'all have some cute stuff. Thanks. Yeah, I like your stuff. I mean, almost as good as my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's it's crazy that like both of you have companies. So it's kind yeah, of like, yeah. oh, we need to talk about all of this. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I I had met Angie, or actually we had connected. I don't remember how I found her exactly, and I was like in love with her products because I was a new female aviator, and like there was not a lot out there for females, and so of course I gravitated towards One Plain Jane, and then I met her, and she's so sweet, and yeah. they made handmade bags, and like they're really quality and nice, and so I kind of became an ambassador for them and then when you took it over mm -hmm. we just kind of kept it going and then we finally met and yeah yeah it's been a really fun journey but um, do you sell it in so, europe as well um the shipping is international okay so i actually did one event there in october september october this year yeah, how would the sales be there? Because general aviation is not so big there. Yeah, exactly. Here. And the expendable income just isn't what it is mm -hmm. in the States mm -hmm. either. They're they're big on the global brands, if you will. Uh -huh. Less than the, yeah. the entrepreneur. Smaller, it doesn't have the entrepreneurial spirit yeah. there mm -hmm. that it does in the States. That's yeah. one of the beautiful things about the United States. Yeah. yeah. support and encouragement for entrepreneurs. So how do you manage that? from Spain. My dad retired and came to volunteer for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Nice. Yeah, and I actually just found a new vendor to do the printing in the town where my mom is, in Toledo, so she's now involved in the process of some picking up some merchandise, oh my goodness, quality, wow. checking yeah. it, and then yeah. I pick it up from her and take yeah. it to my dad and that's see cool. my family, and yeah. That's awesome. It's kind, so of, it's kind it's of a family cool. business. And just, yeah. yeah. That's neat. Now, do your, your mom or dad, do they fly yeah. at all? No. No. Um, my mom wasn't my first passenger because she wasn't in Columbus when I was flying, but I think she was my second passenger. Mm -hmm. So she's been flying with me. My dad told me when I had a hundred hours to contact him. Um, oh, but now okay. I have almost 200 Yeah, and he's six, four. He just doesn't want to uh, get in a little okay. plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Not that he doesn't trust you. He's just like, yeah, no. Good. Yeah. 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 So my dad I mean, he's loves a it. Cheerleader, but yeah, yeah. my yeah. dad loves it. Loves to go fly. My mom's like, eh, maybe not. And, yeah. You know, but everybody else and their dog wants to come fly with me, and I'm like, you don't even know if I actually can fly this thing. Right. You know, but <laughs> right. They want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was talking to Alyssa a little bit because I've never done. Which air show did y'all meet at? Sun and Fun. Okay. I think was the first time yeah. we met. Yeah. People ask me about. Do you, I sell things at the shows in the uh -huh. booths, and I haven't done that. And I'm like, I have, I've kind of inquired a little bit about it. So, and I thought maybe people would want to know what goes into running a booth at, at an event like Oshkosh. Yeah. So, have you done it at Sun and Fun? I personally Oshkosh? haven't done okay. Sun and Fun. Angie did, mm -hmm. um, and 
we decided, at least starting out, that Ashkash Sun and Fun is a good event to... It's a different beast. It's mm-hmm. it's the event that I've chosen to develop relationships. And then in Ashkash is the one where I really have the boost. Because when you have a boost, you don't you get out of the booth a whole out. lot. Yeah. I had some help throughout. Um, Angie helped. An- another ambassador helped. I know you were at another booth during oh, that yeah. time. Elizabeth. It was all... So, yeah. yeah. So I got out a little bit, but yeah. Sun and Fun is, is uh, okay. networking for me now. Yeah. yeah. But at the booth, like at Oshkosh, we got in on Saturday and set up camp. We did RV camping mm-hmm. um, with Angie and Kevin, Angel and I did. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we set up the booth, and it was an all-day event mm-hmm. to set up the booth. Mm-hmm. Like the actual So do you structure. have, did you buy like the racks and everything? Or do they have those you Can't can rent? Kevin actually made them. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then they drove them down because they were RVing. Right. Right. Well, we yeah we split the load between our, okay. our vehicles. Sure. I had much, most of the merchandise because we met them in Indiana on the way, and then okay. we, we followed the leader. Yeah. Into I think Oshkosh. a lot of people don't know what all goes into setting up a booth. They just think, oh, it's just here. You have your racks. Well, you, you have, have your storage. Yeah. 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 Things that you have to hide. There's you know and for people hookers to harness. actually work the booth. Were yeah. they paid employees or volunteers? Volunteers, friends? and it's what I did. That's how the relationship started with Angie and I. So to back up a little bit, mm-hmm. we met at Sun and Fun. Now it'll be two years ago that Angie and I met mm-hmm. there, and I had contacted her. I was writing a travel blog, Alpha Charlie Travel, which Angel and I are trying to bring back to mm-hmm. life now. And I said, I you know I love your product. I've bought some things. Do you want me to wear a shirt? We're going to yeah. Everest Base Camp. I and remember I'll the put, shirt. Put yeah. the name on yeah. Everest Base Camp. He's like, okay, that's great. And then we kept in touch and met in person. Fun and fun. We camped together at Oshkosh that summer. And then it was the next year that I took over the business. And now Angie and Kevin are coming with Angel and I to Nepal um, to oh, do wow. another hike. Oh in, wow. Four weeks from today. That's oh my awesome. goodness! Wow. So yeah. you're big into hiking. Um, or is this there. Just like okay, all right. Yeah, in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. In other places, yes, but it's just different there. Hmm. Okay. So that's how that relationship mm-hmm. got started, and they, yeah, they custom built the, the booth and everything. On Sunday, when we set up. There's always like the last minute scramble, mm-hmm. like the Walmart run in Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. Go before anyone listening, working in a booth, please go before Sunday evening because the store will be half empty. You'll think that a hurricane is coming. Mm. It's yeah. incredible. A lot like, of there's people no hangers. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Incredible. Huh. huh. Yeah. And you can't buy beer on the Sundays in the Walmart either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we found that of it. That's how it is. In, well, I think I went to Target and I was like, what? Yeah. No. They have a like, vacation. I remember they yeah. had like a thing across the beer and stuff. Cannot purchase this. Yeah. 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 Times. yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so, so what is your mission with, I guess any of it? What, it, what is your end goal for like, what do you foresee happening with one plain Jane or are you giving back? What, what is your objective for what you're doing in the traveling? And yeah, I do want, hang on. I want to ask one more thing. Sure. How did you find, as far as Oshkosh, mm-hmm. how do you figure out 
how much stuff to take in order? Oh gosh, that's a hard question. So it's really hard as a small business because you just don't have the data right. that a big business right. does. So what Angie had done before was a lot of research to find statistics yeah. on sizes and proportions of sizes to order for these sorts of things. And it's just, it's a lot of educated guesses yeah. really and how did you think it went like it was like, were you good. kind of good on like spot on or were you were you lacking in things so or? in oshkosh it tends to be smaller sizes that go faster and in sun and fun it's the bigger sizes so that's a little note that's for so interesting, interesting isn't it i wonder yeah. why that is huh. if it's more um pilots versus you know general um, public general public or, or there's a lot younger people younger, going to Oshkosh sure. maybe because like, it's summer so the yeah, college kids and right. things are going they're off um, yeah. I think that's part mm. of it also you can never have enough kid stuff hmm Kids, yeah. the kids always want something yeah. you know our our, yeah. our community I found mm. that I have so many men or dads or grandfathers that are like, Hey, where did you get that shirt? I'd love to get that for my granddaughter yeah. or my daughter or whatever, because they don't find that as often and they don't know those outlets. Mm-hmm. Now it's becoming more popular to get those as like nice. gifts and, exactly. and like, Oh, they're gone for Oshkosh to a week. Let's take this home to my wife to appease her. My own yeah. dad, every yeah. time he travels, I always get a t-shirt. I'm like, I just want to go on the trip. I don't yeah. actually yeah. want to go with you the next hit, time. Hit, yeah. yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, hmm. the, the and then did you have a lot of stuff that you took back? Was there pretty yeah, much? Yeah. So then yeah. there's an art to it. If you're doing drop shipping versus screen printing that has to be ordered with minimum quantities of, do you mm-hmm. mark stuff down in the last couple of days to try to sell it out because you're going to restock it? Or do you want to keep stuff in inventory because you have to respect your online customers yeah. too? So it's really, um, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So this year there's going to be a lot more kid stuff. Mm. Okay. Um, so you learn that's a good kind of niche kind of thing that you need to, to oh, offer yeah. products for. Yeah. Oh yeah. That stuff went by midweek. Mm. It was wow. picked over. Well, kids that go to those things, they always want something. They want a yeah. trinket or yeah. a and something. And parents will like or... buy them whatever. Just to, just let yeah, me stay a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Well, if I, like if I wound up doing that one year, I definitely would want to pick your brain about that. A Absolutely. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I interrupted no. your, Let's I wanted to get editor. a little more. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back and edit all that. A little more video. So start all over again. You're. Yeah, so um, with the One Plain Jane, or um, I know you're involved in, you know, the Alpha Charlie travel. I can't remember exactly what yeah. it was, but, you know, in all of that, what is, what is your goal for that? Like, are you wanting to inspire? Are you wanting, like, what are you trying to do or reach? Yeah, so great question. Um, definitely the, the inspiration is huge. The, we currently have, One Plain Jane has relationships officially with 99th, the International Organization of Women Pilots, and with FAST, um, Female Aviators Sticking Together. And with both of those, we carry their branded merchandise. Um, we have um, agreements to use their logos, and they approve the designs and merchandise, and a percentage of those sales goes back to the organization. Oh, okay. So that's happening now. Angie had that established. I've continued that um, with those relationships. 
and work. We've got some talks going with other nonprofits, um, similar uh, models there. I've got the team of 12 ambassadors that are already active in their local communities. So one thing Angie did for me was Angel and I did a Girls in Aviation Day in Madrid, and she donated some things when she was running the company mm, okay. to raffle off mm-hmm. um, to get them thinking about aviation when they went home. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I want to do that and scale that. So mm-hmm. that's why I put together the team of ambassadors so that I can support them in their local events. So it's very grassroots right now. Uh, with this trip to Nepal, we are going to do our first scholarship fundraising. Yay! Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So, cool. so that's going on. It's going to be administered. The funds will be handled by another nonprofit. So everything is um, officially taken care mm-hmm. of there. Mm-hmm. And then long term. Um, it, the plan is to register, not to change One Plain Jane, but to register a nonprofit to run yeah. in parallel to it yeah. so that we can do scholarships mm-hmm. ourselves without having to go through a third party. And not just scholarships, but the vision would be to develop. My dream would be to have a, a digital platform for STEM or even STEAM, mm, okay, uh, incorporating yeah. the arts um, education at right. the K-12 through level. Yeah. I, I actually have... Uh, a nonprofit. I have Fly Girl, mm-hmm. which people think is the nonprofit, but it's actually Fly Foundation is the name of the nonprofit. Okay. So the sales that I make for things that are Fly Girl, yeah, go that goes into Fly Foundation, right? For that purpose. So yeah, it's good to have two two separate things, and that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what the uh, ambassador when you're talking about ambassadors, because yeah. you mentioned being an ambassador and. People have asked me to be ambassadors for things, and I don't really think that works for me because I'm the, the, my main thing is viral. But what do ambassadors do, and what what is their role? So they are an amazing team of volunteers um, who... My biggest criteria was I want people that are already active in their community, um, people who are already doing what I would ask of an ambassador. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to feel like work and I want it to be mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, they support obviously marketing, it's grassroots, social media, marketing, sharing posts, wearing the products, tagging it. Um, But Alyssa on Girls on Aviation Day, you went out and and flew a bunch of uh, kids around. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm And, and and I remember talking to you before that, it's like, I wanted to do something for Girls in Aviation Day, but I couldn't call it Girls in Aviation Day because it has to be through the organization. Yeah. So I just wanted to go out and do something for my community Yeah, and, you know, and having your brand behind it, you know, and being an ambassador and just, you know, tagging those things and, and just being involved in, in some small way in your own community And so she has people kind of hitting all over the world instead of just you trying to work your force by yourself Mm -hmm. to get your brand out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like Emmy Dillon was mm -hmm. the stop chair in Kansas on the Air Race Classic. So she did an Instagram takeover, wore some of the One Plain Jane attire, okay. and talked about that, the behind yeah. the scenes. Because I don't think a lot of people know, know how it, what that is really like. No, I agree. Yeah. And that was that was brilliant. Um, we talked about doing yeah. that, and I actually I wanted yeah. to tell you, I had sent a message to someone that was in it. And I was like, how much is this going to cost? And she was like, it's probably going to cost, cost us, she showed me her whole spreadsheet, what yeah. everything cost, and it was like $6,000. 
Well, you got to think of fuel and your and entry that's a, hotel. And that's a low estimate. Is it? Okay. From the yeah. people that I've talked to. Yeah. Because the quote I got was closer to eight. Okay. Because you're flying full throttle because you your are burst. handicapped is yeah. done at yeah. full throttle yeah. and you're not burning what you think. What, yeah. It's not efficient. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not efficient. Is that? Yeah. So can you, because we never talk about the air rice classic. Let's just talk about what that is. It's a rice that in the summer every year, it's like four days or something like that. It's about four days in June. Only so BFR. It, it might be like over my birthday. It's like always right around my birthday. It's, so, it's always you know. difficult for, for me because I've wanted to do it for the, like the last three years. And yeah. it's always been kind of a challenge to, to work it out. I think because it's in the summer. There's there's a lot going on in the summer, summer. especially yeah. when you have kids that are involved in sports and stuff like that. And anyway, that started by like Amelia Earhart, right? It was like the Powder Puff Derby originally, mm-hmm. and it just the '99s, right? Kind of orchestrate the whole thing, right? What do you know about it? So I just finished reading the book Fly Girls mm-hmm. um, by Keith yeah. O'Brien. Yeah. Um, so he actually had donated a copy of the book. The, he has a youth edition, which is really oh, cool nice. to get it out for the kids. Yeah. He donated it to raffle off at our Girls in Aviation oh, Day this awesome. year okay. in Spain. And, and I read that, and it talks about it was a male air race that the women were prohibited from flying in at one mm. point. And then there were... A lot of tragedies in the, the early years, mm-hmm. but then it was finally realized that the tragedies weren't unique to the women. I mean, it was the men and women, mm-hmm. and then the, the women were finally able, able to, to do participate it. Yeah. because they had done their own race, um, but they didn't have the resources that the men did to have the faster airplanes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it was it was a transcontinental race. And mm-hmm. now every year the route changes mm-hmm. a yeah. little bit. It's kind of cool to see like yeah. where they're going, where they're starting, where they're ending. Yeah. And yeah. And a lot of planning, a lot of figuring out logistics and wind and that kind of thing. And that's, oh, yeah. a lot of weather delays, it seems like in the last couple of years that for, cause it's, it has right. to be VFR. Correct. But so they, they actually, yeah. I think cut out some of the stops. Um, this past year. Was it last year? Yeah. Weather yeah. Uh-huh. For weather. And one of my favorite things, and I haven't participated in it, and I've just been learning about it, um, is they have the mama birds. Have you heard mm-hmm. of them? No. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you talk about relationships and mentoring in the industry, and this is just a perfect scenario for it. Is they call them the mama birds, the experienced flyers that take a, a new Somebody under pilot their wing. under their wing, literally, wow. and help them throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. Who's our mama bear? Who's our <laughs> mama bird? Mama bird. Who's, who's I gonna... don't know. But you know, there are women that do it <laughs> yeah. like every yeah. year with like the same partner mm-hmm. every year. They never. We were just talking about it. Nancy. Nancy. We just yeah. had her on the podcast. Um, yeah. Her, she her. she did it, and then her partner and her kind of butted heads, and so she took off and was gonna do it on her own well you have to have a partner so right. they actually paired her with somebody when she got there and you know yes yeah, so they did if the you thing, don't have a partner yeah. apparently you they can, can let you know or let if them anybody's know interested yeah okay. they can kind of yeah. find yeah, somebody but yeah it's just kind of funny how like i think it would be hard to kind of pick somebody that you were going to be compatible with 
in a flying situation, like who's in charge of this, who's in charge of this, and right. kind of making Especially sure. Especially if you have like two like kind of alpha personalities. Yeah, so. yeah. Nancy's yeah. definitely alpha. Yeah, and you I'm, can take a third actually too. Okay. Yeah, because um, there yeah. were some teams that had had three. Uh, right, and then the the qualifications for the third are, are lower, so okay. they can actually gain gotcha. some experience, learning experience from it. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. A lot of schools kind of do that, have teams. Yeah, with the aviation yeah. colleges. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You, how do you think you and I would do on a race? You think we'd want to um, kill each other by the end? Or I think I'd have a lot of coffee. <laughs> I definitely think I need coffee. You'd be like, don't take a video. I need lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd also be the one jotting down notes. Like yes. we were having drinks, cocktails last night and you know, we have a napkin and she's writing notes down and you know, then we go to bed last night and she's putting I a always notepad. Have a piece of paper There's always a notepad next yeah. to her when she sleeps so that, you know, when she wakes up at 3am, she can write down her thoughts. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, uh, face palm, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but you do a pen and true. paper, not, not digital. Yeah. yeah me too. Pen and paper. Yeah. You have to physically I'm, write it to get it to sink in. Yeah. That's me. Or there's a way that, that writing it, Helps you get it out of your head. Right. You sleep like, better if you write. Yeah, it's just like, if I can just get wonder, that out. I wonder what yeah. the psychology yeah. is about writing it on pen and paper versus digital and how that kind of works. I don't know. But there's something so pleasing if you have a yeah. checklist of actually being able to cross it off. Yeah. I know. So are you it's a list fine. person too? I am a list okay, person. Okay, good. Give yeah. me five. Yeah. <laughs> good. I don't know, you guys. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about um you are an ambassador for id 90 travel correct yes what what is that exactly so id 90 travel is um a company that is geared for the airline industry and the travel industry but it's very much for for friends and family too which that means you um I so, want my friend now. Yeah. 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 No, we're like family. We're more yeah, like family because we can fight a little bit. Yeah. And we can, we're still stuck together. So if you're on the commercial side of aviation, whether you're a pilot or a ramp agent, ticket counter, reservations, doesn't matter. The flight benefits are a huge factor. Um, it, specifically, I'm speaking for U.S. Airlines. Other international carriers... Do have benefits, but the structure is a little bit different. Um, but for the U.S. major carriers, you can call it non-revenue, non-revenue, non-revenue okay, yeah, flights, heard that, yeah. um, which is pretty much free flights domestically, and you cover the the taxes internationally, okay. plus discounted flights on other airlines. Mm-hmm. They may not if your airline doesn't fly to the city you want to go to. Um, for instance, between two international cities, yeah. a U.S. airline's not going to fly that route. Right. You're going to have to fly the international right. carrier. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. So if you can fly anywhere, well, how do you... But you don't know if you're going to have a seat on the plane until mm-hmm. it's time to board the plane yeah. and you get your seat assignment. Yeah. How do you figure out your hotels? You know, you're yeah. flying by the seat of your pants with no reservations. So ID90 has this great network of hotels and car rentals with discounts. Um, to, to close the gap okay. to complete the trip. Yeah. And they even have travel insurance on there, which is super reasonable, the most reasonable that I've ever found. Mm-hmm. Um, cruise deals, everything. So it's yeah. mostly, it was created kind of for the commercial family and, and that kind of thing, use. Yeah, because the... That were using these non-revving tickets, that benefit, would you call yeah, it, and not exactly. yet. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. So, but they so they started three years ago because we're the third class of brand ambassadors. They started a, a brand ambassador program because there's people in the airline industry that don't use their flight benefits. Mm. What? Yeah. I mean, they can call me. My number is two one seven. Right. So because the flight benefits are the employee and the spouse or partner, and if they aren't married or in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. they can designate a travel companion mm-hmm. who okay. does pay a fee, but it's still less than a yeah. firm ticket. Yeah. Um, and then the employees, parents, and children okay. um, up to a certain age, early 20s, college okay. age, more yeah. or less. So and then they daughter. stay on, but they drop down in a priority for standby okay, listing. Gotcha. typically how it works. Okay. But, yeah, so ID90 started this brand ambassador program to show airline employees what they can do with their benefits. Yeah. And Angel and I applied for this third class um, of brand ambassadors, which is for 2020. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's the biggest class this year. There's 25 of us. Mm-hmm. And it's... Pilots, flight attendants, gate agents, ramp agents, maintenance so it's technicians. It's, it's growing. And they've given us um, discount codes that we can share with mm-hmm. other people. And okay. then you can create your own account. It's a free app. They don't send you spam emails. Mm-hmm. No pop-ups, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, all, awesome. it's mm. all there. So, yeah, you you don't have to be an airline employee now. Anyone can create okay. an account. That sounds like a really cool thing. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited. It gives some direction to some other creativity in there and I didn't get into aviation for the airplanes so yeah. the love for that is inevitable like that comes with it yeah. you can't it not sure. love it yeah I got into it for the travel mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. now it's neat to to bring this full circle and see if that actually can't be used to get more people into aviation sure to show yeah. them where they can go what what do you like about travel <clears throat> The people, stories that that you don't read in the, in the mm-hmm. newspapers. I remember my freshman year of high school. This is dating myself now. The freshman year of high school was 9/11, and my mother's ex-husband was from Egypt. So I grew up in a household that was half Catholic, half Muslim, American, Egyptian. Okay. I had English and Arabic in the house. Yeah. And and I was angry at how the US media was portraying this part of the world in just painting with broad As strokes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I have to travel and meet people and have these relationships and learn firsthand and then tell their stories mm-hmm. um, to other people. Tell the good stories, not mm-hmm. the sensational news yeah. that you see on television. Right. Yeah. So that was really what lit the fire for me. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And what was the, you mentioned the travel blog. So what was that all about? Or what is it about? You still do that? Yeah, um, yeah. Getting back into that, there's still stories that are have been lived and not told yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that and I always have the notebook and pen with me, so yeah. they're jotted down. Yeah. They just need to be uh, typed up. Yeah. And everyone kept asking us about the places that we went. Of how did you get there? Where did you stay? What did you do? And we had a list on a note, on the notes on the iPhone that we would copy and paste into WhatsApp messages and mm-hmm. send them to friends. So we said, well, let's start a website so that anyone can access this. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah. You like to write? I love to write. Yeah, I like to write, too. I'm a terrible writer, so I'll let you guys... Um, I think that's the coolest thing about, like, social media and... You know, it's like, I, I don't love some of the sides of social media and being connected to that so yeah. much because when we travel, we really want to be there and be present and travel. Right. But then we want to tell about it to get to people. I, I grew up in a very small town of like 2000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are like, oh, I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to go to the military or X, Y, Z. You know, there's no option outside of that. And so I feel like in me kind of branching out to traveling in the last couple of years, I've found like there's so much life to be lived. And, and I, I know nothing about this other country and like what they do for a living or how they live mm-hmm. so differently from us. But it, it, it's really awesome to see that you can share that in social media. And so, yeah, it's right. I don't know how to write that exactly, but yeah. it's really oh, cool. I think travel is like the best kind of educational it's, experience. I agree. We, we've traveled a lot. It's been kind of a priority for, for my family, taking my kids and, um, to expose them to all kinds of, you know, we've been to Europe, we've been, we've just been all over. And it's amazing what you just learn from actually experiencing other cultures and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, look at it as living a day, even a couple of days in another place. Yeah. We are getting to the point that we're um, talking about kids Mm -hmm. um, in the near future. Mm -hmm. And all of our neighbors are like, Travel now, travel now. It's going to change. No, no, it's not going to change. We're we're going to take our kids on this this hike. We're going to take our kids to this place and show them life. And and yeah, you shouldn't make that like, oh, well, we're stuck at home now. We got a baby to raise. No, no way. Still live your life. And I mean, it's challenging, but it can be done. Yeah, it's it's. And I feel like people that don't start out taking their kids when they're younger have a hard time when they travel. Then yeah. the kids are like so out of sorts. If it's not kind of normal yeah. right. from the beginning, exactly. it's not that big of a deal. They'll, they'll go to bed and stay on their schedule kind of like a regular. It's like, okay, it's not that big a deal. We're still going to go to bed same time. We're still going to do this. Then um, I think that makes it a lot easier to travel yeah. the young kids. We're, start them early. Yeah. Where or start somewhere. before kids even. Yeah. As well. Right. Yeah. If you've never traveled and then you travel with kids, it's going to be hard. hard. Yeah. Right. Very hard. Because you're all trying to transition. Right. Well, I know how to travel for me, but even with a companion or even with a child, like there's going to be modifications to what you're doing. Oh yeah. To accommodate other people, other beings, their schedules, their sleep, their, you know, how they function. Because I know. I don't require a lot of sleep when I'm traveling because I want to see everything. Yeah. And so I'm like, give me the coffee and I'm going out, you know. Yeah. But um, where is some place that you guys want to explore or do that you haven't? Or what is your favorite place as well? Oof. Okay. Which one do I answer first? <laughs> so we, I'd say top of our list for new places would be... No, it's good. Oh, I just okay. can't drink hot coffee like super, super hot because okay. my mom made me burn my tongue on coffee when oh. I was 13, so I'm oh. a little afraid of hot coffee. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> so I drink it once it's cool. I thought bit. I will get something else for you because <laughs> no, I thought no, no. it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No, now it's perfect. Okay. It was just really hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank okay. you. So the, the place that we were actually talking about going this year, we tend to do one really big trip and then like, some medium trips and some smaller trips. Mm-hmm. 
So last year's big trip was the Philippines. And this year we thought we were going to go back to that part of the world and do like Cambodia, Vietnam, mm-hmm. Malaysia, and go around there. Because um, we love to eat. We love to eat and yeah. shop. And like to find out how the food is made and go super local. Um, we eat street food around the world. Mm-hmm. I, I'll get sick yeah. for a night. I don't care. And I've yeah. only gotten sick once in my life from mm-hmm. street food. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was actually living overseas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we eat everything and almost everything. I don't like <laughs> strong cheese um, or okay. pig ear. That's about it. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally out. <laughs> but anything else, I'm good. And that's common in Spain. So I just okay. pick around that. Okay. And then... We decided we want to do Nepal because that's okay. the one trip that we would not be comfortable doing with kids okay. because of the altitude, gotcha. um, just from a safety yeah. standpoint. With the people are lovely. We'll take them when they're a little older in the future mm-hmm. um, to another part of the country and work them into it. Um, but the trek that we want to do goes up to 5,360 meters mm-hmm. above sea level, mm-hmm. and that's just not safe when mm. a kid can't even tell you if yeah. they're hungry, let alone if they can breathe at yeah. altitude. Yeah. yeah, that seems like almost abusive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why we're doing this one alone, mm-hmm. and we said anything else can be a family vacation mm-hmm. in the future. So Southeast Asia, because it's new. Neither one of us have been to... I've been to Thailand and the, the Philippines, mm-hmm. and the rest is new territory. But as far as favorite trips, I've kind of categorized it. So favorite city would be Havana. Cuba. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Um, the music, the, the energy is yeah. incredible. Huh. Favorite country? Um, I love Spain, where I live. But to travel would be Argentina. Um, I've been there three times and it's spectacular. The food, the people, the landscape. Um, And then experience would be Nepal. It's life-changing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. To realize how little I can't say, yeah, I can't say I've ever had a desire to go to Nepal. I don't know why. It just seems like... I've seen some really cool stuff in the last couple years from some friends that have been there and I'm like, yeah, I think... I think that would be something I'd be interested in. I always, like, do you, like, I always picture you have to wear, like, this, like, toga thing. <laughs> it's like, like the, you know, the... Um, like the monks? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I always picture yeah. the monks. <laughs> well, our first night in the mountains... So I went... This will be my third trip to Nepal. Okay. Angel's second. I went the first time by myself to Annapurna Base Camp. We did Everest Base Camp two years ago. And this time we're doing the Gokyo Lakes. So it's literally, you start, like, you're going to Everest Base Camp, and it's a fork in the road, and you take the path less traveled. Okay. And they say it's the best views yeah. ever. Because yeah. you can see Everest better from there than from Base Camp. Okay. You're looking straight Oh, up. okay, yeah. You should have gotcha. the perspective. Uh-huh. So hmm. when you went to Nepal before, I know, you know, flying in there and that kind it's of thing. Amazing. Does it kind of scare you at altitude knowing weight and balances and altitude and like do you worry about those things being in aviation or is it just like an amazing view and yes and no I don't worry about it because I know that I've loaded the planes with Mm. very little experience but I've done it safely that Mm. it's important but it's not terribly difficult to comprehend Mm -hmm. And knowing the experience that's required of these pilots to fly that route specifically, I, 
it's not a factor of concern mm -hmm. so much and they actually weigh everything you are very weight restricted mm -hmm. on your luggage mm -hmm. going into there mm -hmm. so, so it's not like haphazard i mean they know what they're doing they know what they're exactly. doing there mm -hmm. um and we had a female pilot Oh, which is awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I want to... That I, always makes me so excited. I love it. I looked on... I had the idea, like, last week. I went on the 99s directory. Yeah. And there's, like, 15 uh, female pilots in the hall. Oh, really? Okay. So I'm going to wow. reach out to the yeah. chair and see if any of the women are there. If we yeah, can that will be fun. Meet up coffee yeah. while we're there. So yeah. That's great. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Very cool. Um, what about you? What's some of your favorite places? Yeah. Ooh. Um, okay, so one last one for you, aviation-wise. Yeah. What is your favorite location you've been to or event or aviation-related? Mm -hmm. Aviation-related event mm -hmm. or... It, it, it could be an event. <laughs> Somewhere you be flown, like your favorite maybe, flight or, or yeah. your... Uh -huh. Like, like oh. I, I flew in Austria. So yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do I have to pick just one? Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes? Yes. Five seconds. Five, <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with the 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 one that really comes to mind. Um, in Ohio, um, New Carrollton, Ohio. Okay, I've never. I always remember KTSO because okay. I think of the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh, yeah, that's how I remember yeah. it. Okay, um, that's funny. It's in. East Central Ohio, close uh -huh. to the Pennsylvania border. Okay. They have the best pie in the world. Ooh, oh, I, I remember the story, okay. actually. Yeah, best pie in the world. And it was the first flight that I did with Angel. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. So it was very memorable. It's very of, memorable. Yeah. I've been there many times. I flew. I did my 100-hour flight okay. there. Um, I'll have to fly up there sometime then. You should. Yeah. Well, we'll keep in touch. Maybe we can yeah. do it together. Yeah. That'd yeah. be fun. We talked about doing that, didn't we, one time? You were like, if I'm ever in yes. back in Ohio, then we'll try to do, try to do that. Yes. yes. Okay. Definitely. And then we were talking, and we were going to ask her what her plane, if you could fly a plane. Oh, if you could fly any plane. What would it be? Or have one plane, you know. It, Accessible you, you can't, to you. You or, can't not. Okay. There's, you know, the traveling plane. There's the aerobatic. There's yeah. the this, that. You just get one. Pick one. Yeah. Just one. What just would it one. be? I know it's hard. Well, I wouldn't pick one that I need to go far because I've got the flight benefits for that. So oh, I'll take the, the cocktail on the airplane, you know, and be the passenger there. Okay. But for my plane, I would pick... I've never flown one, but I'd want... Probably a cub with the bush tires. Uh, okay, we did yeah. not. Because I've never done it. I, I know. I, I'm going to say this before we release the video because we did a video before this and we tried yeah. to ask. And maybe yeah, we guessed. I, maybe Alyssa said that maybe you wanted a Cirrus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. some of you will get that, but some of you won't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's fun. And then um, if there was anybody that inspired you or mentored you one person that like gave you that like it, it could not even be to become a pilot but just in life in general mm -hmm. like what person sticks out to you mm. in life somebody that gave you life energy that you wanted to be like that you know, sparked this cousin. travel. Your dad's yeah, my cousin. my dad's cousin. Really? Yeah. Um, I call her my, my Aunt Judy because okay. she's like an aunt-like figure. Yeah. But it's my dad's cousin. Um, she was an international corporate attorney. She still works as an attorney and now mentors um, law students at, at Duke. She's in North Carolina now. But I spent summers with her and her kids. Her kids and I are, are really close um, in New Jersey. That's where I grew up. Okay. So... 
she always traveled and spoke other languages mm-hmm. and showed, you know, the opportunities and just told stories that, you know, I didn't hear in school or from other family members. And I wanted to be heard when I was a kid. I really did. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I didn't go the attorney route because if I'm tired now, I'd be really tired yeah. if I did that. Yeah. yeah. So, but she, she kind of opened the door and really, um, made some your sort of, to that. Yeah. Um, the line. international yeah. side mm-hmm. of it really, really came from her yeah. and being a, a career driven woman and also a mother mm-hmm. and now a grandmother. Sounds like a cool lady. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Hmm. She's great. She's taking her granddaughter to, she's going to show her the world, show her her view of the world. And they're doing a a grandmother, granddaughter trip to Paris and London this year. Have they been over to visit you or has she been over to visit you? She got stuck in Madrid because they were flying from Morocco to um, Geneva to visit friends. And they landed in Spain on a Friday of a holiday weekend. So there were two customs officers working and they missed their connection. Mm -hmm. So it was their misfortune. They became our great fortune and we picked them up and took them out for dinner and we had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've noticed and from my experience, is this true when we've been in Europe and we've flown within Europe, like on Ryanair or something or Alitalia, is that one of them or something? It is, yeah. They seem very low budget, inexpensive. Is that true for most of the airlines there? You mean the like, perception for passengers? So inexpensive. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like $100 to like, hop here. Yeah. $100. Yeah. yeah, I saw that when I was in Europe as well. Yeah, it was, it was like, like, whoa. These little hops are really not that expensive. Yeah. No, I mean, we went, so Angel... Um, Instead of coming back to headquarters in Atlanta for training, sometimes it's easier to send them to training in Amsterdam or in Paris. And a couple years ago, we went to Paris for work and obviously had to buy a, a local ticket there on a European carrier. Mm-hmm. And I tagged along for the weekend and got a ticket as well. We have the discounts. They're called Zeds on mm-hmm. the other airlines. Mm-hmm. But we didn't need it. We just bought the confirmed yeah. tickets and yeah. it was just as cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we compare we were comparing train um tickets, tickets mm-hmm. to yeah. airplane tickets and it was like, Okay, this can get us there faster and it's the cost was very similar. It was like, Wow, this is crazy. Yeah. That it's so inexpensive and uh, I think a lot of people maybe don't know that, especially in the US that if they go over there they need to stay in one spot when actually it's not that difficult to get to it's other super spots. easy to get around. Yeah. 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 I mean this may have already been answered in the ID um, ninety travel section of this, but if you had to give anybody advice in traveling before ID ninety travel came a part of your lives and yeah. somebody that's just traveling on their own or whatever, what advice would you give them for keeping it affordable? And cause I know a, a lot of people like, how do you afford to travel so much and do these things? And I've kind of yeah. have these little niche things that I can do to save money. What, what advice would you give? Absolutely. So carry on only you need less than what you think you need 
and ask the locals you when you get there. Case, by the way. <laughs> don't, look, don't go to our room. Well, I mean, that's how I knew it was love with Angel yeah. when I actually started to carry a bag with wheels because I was backpack only before I met her. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, you know, when I when we started dating and I was going to family events, first impressions in Spain, I had to pack multiple pairs of shoes. I never did that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's how I knew. Yeah. But, no. Yeah. Carry on only. And just ask the locals. Plant. Planning is guessing. So I say with a, a non-rev, um, a non-revenue passenger, an airline employee or dependent, you don't know if you're going to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we don't usually make reservations yeah. in advance. Yeah. But also, no one really knows if they're going to get there when they think they're going to get there because True. there's variables we can't control. Yeah. So, yeah, planning is guessing and ask the locals when you get there. Mm-hmm. And everything will work out. <laughs> a lot of people don't have that, like, oh, gosh, I can't go on a trip and not have hotels planned. There's hotels. There that are would be hotels. <laughs> and there are options. And Whoa. it's not like it's going to be ten times higher when you get there, no. like an airplane or something. So, I mean, it, if you go on New Year's Eve, it might be. But, I mean, yeah. the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And right. I've, I've found that I have the best hotels or accommodations or anything in like the best spots when I get there and I'm like, Hey, where's the best place to stay in town? What's, yeah. what's the life like? What, what, where is the best energy? And now I'm not going out clubbing, but like I want good coffee shops and good yeah. microbreweries or something. So it's, you find totally. those kind of, um, communities and stay yeah. there and you can't find life through a computer not at all trying to find where to stay well and if you need the peace of mind I mean just if you're going for more than just a weekend Mm -hmm. for example if you're going on an American vacation with your however many weeks of vacation per year book your first night for the peace yeah. of mind. Mm-hmm. And then you can and then ask when you get there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And leave leave your leave your schedule a little bit open. Don't pack it so like, okay, we're going to the castle and we're going here and we're going here and we're yeah. going here. Because I find I lose the excitement. Yeah. Because you're you're so pushed to get to the next thing if yeah. you schedule it too much. Absolutely. So that's something I found that's in traveling true. that you kinda yeah. have to have a little bit more relaxed of a schedule. Well yeah. I think this idea of like missing out it's just uh it's based on your expectations sure so if you don't plan all of that you're not missing anything you can be in the moment a little bit more i know for people i'm guessing if they have a vacation though and they have like five days they're like because we always kind of schedule a down day yeah where there's really nothing planned um with kids in particular they get completely burned out it's like i've seen enough you know Mm -hmm. People sometimes think they need, we only have five days. We have to see all this stuff. And yeah. and at the end of the week, you're kind of like. You need a vacation from your vacation. I don't remember what museum was that? Where did we see that? Did we? It's like everything just kind of runs together. And yeah, yeah, you need a vacation from your vacation. And then it's just kind of like you just need a down day. I think think my Austria trip to go see Red Bull in uh, Budapest was probably the best thing. I booked it two weeks before. I met a guy at Oshkosh and I ended up staying with him because he lived in outside of Vienna and stayed with him and we had nothing planned and we just kind of wung it the whole time. Yeah. And it was like the most relaxing, most adventurous, most fun 
because oh, yeah. I didn't have these expectations. Yeah. I wanted to go to Red Bull and that was like my expectation. Yeah. So. That's yeah. Good. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Angel and I, after meeting in Madrid, our first like real date was Amsterdam because he was there for training and asked me if I wanted to meet him there. So on Valentine's Day, I got on the plane <laughs> to wake up the next day and meet him. And I told him, and I said, and it was a test. And he knows this. Um, <laughs> or at least he knows it now. Yeah. Um, that I said, let's not plan anything. He had a hotel for work and then w- was staying for a few days with his days off. I said, don't plan anything. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And we and, did. And it worked out. It worked. Yeah. So he passed the test. He passed the test. Yeah. Angel, <laughs> Angel is very lovely. So I hope you get to meet him. Yes. Fun you guys have to come to Spain. Oh my gosh, that'd be so I'm fun. I'm totally in. Yeah. yeah we got to teach you how to flip a tortilla over there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. can you tell all of our listeners um, where we can find all your information, where they can follow these travels, mm-hmm. what, um, yeah, just where where you can find the inspiration in, in your stuff? Yep, it's oneplanejane.com. Um, o N E, plane, like the airplane. Mm-hmm. P L A N E, Jane, J A N E.com. And Instagram and Facebook are also at one plane Jane. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Really cool posts and stuff. Yeah, and, have, so. and reach out to her if you guys need help with ID um, 90 travel or, you know, there's, there's lots of really cool fitness stuff on there as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you buy a shirt from her, then you're obligated to buy one from me. We're going to do a collab. We're going to cut the shirt in half. One yeah. side is fly girl and one side is one plain jean. Sew it together. So yeah. that nobody is feeling left out today. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Christine. It was yeah, so nice to you, meet ladies. you. Thank you, for it. And, and now we're going to go to lunch, right? Yeah, thank you for flying yeah. in from, for Spain just, yeah, just for this to podcast. See us, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we are all Midwestern flyers, though, yeah. so we need hey, to do a, right. one together. Yeah, that would be so fun. Do you think that she would jump in a swimming pool outside in 35 degrees for 100 bucks? I don't know. Did you know she did that? For 100 bucks? She. Or you just did it? She. <laughs> No, I, we were out by the pool trying to film a funny yeah. little thing, little clip. And I was like, what would it take? How much money would it take for you to jump in that pool? Bucks. She said 100 bucks. I was like, you ain't never worked okay. a day in your life if you wouldn't do something for 100 bucks. Come on. I was like, okay, oh I'll pay gosh. you 100 bucks. And she jumped I jumped in, in the pool. Were the swimming suit or you just no, jumped in? No, just in your clothes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's freezing. Yeah. It's freezing. Oh, yeah. We filmed it. We're making a little video Sweet. of it right now. Okay. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails with Christine of One Plain Jane. I hope that you enjoyed it. We've got a lot of cool guests coming up in the future. Hopefully you are a subscriber. If you're not, please do so so that you don't miss any of our episodes. We have a variety of guests on on the show and love to introduce them to all of you. I love to hear everyone's stories and I love to share those stories. So please Make sure you tune in and share it. Spread the love with uh, everyone that you know and get them to tune in as well so all of us aviation lovers can stick together. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, cheers. The sun that stood out.